Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Full Stack Leader Podcast. This week, I'm here with Vasimik Torterli. He is with PickTime. He's the CEO of a great new product that's come out. Excited to have you here. Great to see you. And I'm going to call you Vasu. Is that okay? Yes, that's okay. Wonderful. Okay, great. Vasu, welcome. Thank you, Ryan. First of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. Let me introduce myself. I'm Vasumitra Terli. You can call me Vasu. So here is it. Like I became a software developer just right after my graduation. And then uh, after a few years, I started my software consulting firm. So I used to help startups to bring their ideas to reality. Now I'm an entrepreneur trying to make a difference in the startup world. Previously, as a software consultant, I was the go-to person for startups, helping them develop and launch products successfully. And during this time, I personally saw challenges that startups face. So as they don't have much time managing their operations efficiently, because they have to juggle between different tools and different things and different ideas to run their business. So this is what sparked me an idea. Why not create a scheduling platform that does more than just book appointments? So I envisioned a complete solution that would provide small and medium-sized businesses with all the necessary tools to streamline their operations, but also make it affordable at the same time. That is when I co-founded PickTime. It's a game-changing scheduling platform that combines appointment management with powerful business tools. So I turned this vision into reality. After launching PickTime into the market, it quickly gained massive recognition in the scheduling software market space. And now I can proudly say that we're one of the world's leading scheduling softwares. So we developed this platform with a focus on providing seamless user experience and meeting the diverse needs of businesses in different industries. So PickTime is great for small and medium-sized businesses. It helps them organize their work without spending too much money. It has everything they need to make their operations run smoothly. It includes tools like managing tasks, working together, handling money, and keeping track of their customers. It also helps with marketing and sales and provides strong reporting and analytics to understand how that business is doing. So this solution is flexible and can grow as the business grows. Best of all, it is affordable. So businesses don't have to spend a lot of money using it. So we designed the big time with a lot of knowledge and understanding of the very minute details of how these small and medium-sized businesses work. So it can solve their problems. They need to grow in a smart and sustainable way. So without facing much problems, we help them to grow in a smart and sustainable way. It's like having a helpful friend who knows exactly what you need and run your business successfully without costing too much. So outside of me being PickTime CEO, I actively engage in the startup community. I share my knowledge and inspire aspiring entrepreneurs through speaking engagements and mentoring activities. So I believe in encouraging others to embrace their innovation and pursue big dreams. I always strive to bring fresh ideas and use my technical skills to make a real difference. So my main goal is to understand what customers truly need and provide them with the best possible solutions. I want to have this positive and a long-lasting impact on the world of startups and helping businesses succeed in our digital-driven society. So this is me and pick time. I love that. Thank you so much for the rundown on everything. And great to hear like where you came from and how you ultimately developed such a flexible tool. I mean, when I looked at it, that was one of the things that I really liked about it is it seems like it covers a lot of bases for small businesses and really that you're using a lot of your knowledge from historically working on a variety of things to have a solution that's pretty all encompassing. Mm -hmm. I really like that about it. What inspired you to create it originally? Let me share you my story, a journey that has taken me from being a tech enthusiast to becoming the CEO of BigTime. This all started with the love for the technology as a child. So I was so fascinated by computers and technology. 
I remember spending hours tinkering with computers, teaching myself how to dismantle and assemble computers and write code and create programs as a child. So this passion and love for technology not only laid a foundation for my future career in tech industry, but also instilled this sense of curiosity and desire to learn. So later in my career, I started helping startups with this strong foundation in technology. I decided to use my skills to help others bring their ideas to life. So as a software consultant, I had the opportunity to work with numerous startups and guiding them through the process of turning their creative ideas into successful businesses. This role allowed me to learn from diverse teams and apply my problem-solving skills and gain valuable insights into this world of entrepreneurship. So that is when I started identifying the need. Throughout my time as a software consultant, I realized that there was a gap in the market for an all-in-one scheduling solution for businesses. So I saw this opportunity to create something that would make managing a business easier and more efficient for companies everywhere in the world that's what led to the birth of big time so i decided to take a leap and start the company big time so as a ceo i was responsible for assembling a talented team and guiding them through this development process so we faced numerous challenges along the way but with hard work i think persistence and with collaborative approach we were able to bring big time to life So by leading big time I have learned the importance of effective communication and staying focused on a vision and fostering a culture of innovation and collaboration so these core values have been so instrumental in driving the success of big time so in sharing my journey I think I hope I would inspire someone to follow their dreams and pursue the passion life is full of challenges but with the determination belief in yourself and willingness to learn I think anything is possible so I encourage people to be bold take risks and embrace the opportunities that come your way like and thank you Ryan actually for allowing me to share my story with you today oh i love that yeah thank you that was a that's really amazing and i think you said some incredibly powerful things around leadership that that make a lot of sense i wanted to dig a little bit deeper on one or two of those points one of them being you, you talked about great communication being a central component to leadership and yes. everybody's got their own flavors and styles of communication you've worked with a lot of technologists over the course of time what do you think are some of the best ways for you and how have you had success communicating with technologists to build great products the strong point i believe in is i need to be open to feedback so like accepting feedback even if it is negative can help you make better decisions while building or creating a product so working with this technologists so i just keep my ears open and take all the feedback i get from them and then people say some things are not possible sometimes the technology is not even there so we sometimes work around things to get things fixed so just keep it open and keep listening to feedback nothing is simple so we need to always embrace uh, continuous learning so as this world of technology is constantly evolving so we need to stay up to date with the latest trends and advancements uh, so that's very crucial uh, so as a leader maybe you should always be willing to learn and adapt to new information in order to make informed decisions and drive innovation within the company that's great what is your favorite format for soliciting that feedback from people because sometimes it can be hard do you reach out to every person in the organization and talk to them or do you send out surveys or like what kind of process do you go through to hear from people yes exactly we generally do surveys polls within the team most of the decisions we take uh, if it is already clear we go ahead with the decision but if you are missing some clarity on the decision then we would generally do polling within the team so imagine there is a design change or something like that we run a poll within the company and ask people the feedback sometimes nobody likes what we are doing so we again will start uh, okay let's again put it on the table and start thinking about what's needed and maybe we are not going in the right direction 
And we sometimes take feedback from our customers as well, because being product like big time serving SaaS businesses, serving small and medium sized businesses, we have this live customer support. So we constantly get feedback from our customers as well. So we put everything, all these things and report them and then prioritize them and work along whichever is necessary. Yeah, that's really great that you guys are really using a variety of different tools. Do you feel like another topic you brought up was like the importance of communicating vision or really bringing the vision out? Is there a way in which you think about that communication style as well? Are you, I guess, introducing people to them through like presenting decks to the teams or is it really just around like being on the floor and working with developers? Uh, so generally, like uh, when we think about what direction we wanted to go, we generally stick to our direction until unless there is a huge reform in the technology, like th there is some huge changes coming in the technology. Like, for example, ChatGPT is one of the technologies mm -hmm. which is things are changing super fast. So we generally try to pivot our business along the technology changes, but still we remain relevant for the current generation or current product. Yeah, that makes sense. But like as like a vision for where do you want to take the business in general? Do you share that across your team or do you let them watch as you're developing it in the marketplace? No, we generally share it along with the team. We always take feedback from our team. We say like, this is what we are trying to do and how many people like it, how many people don't like it. And if you don't like it, why, why do you not like it? We take this feedback and we again think through the process and see, oh, maybe we are going in a wrong direction or a right direction. Depending on that, again, we take the call and then we move forward. That makes sense. It's interesting too, because you're really learning how that kind of product oriented communication work. I know where you came out of was this more of a service side, much more like my company, Wonderman. And I think I've been on both sides as well. And I really think that there's some core difference in the way that, that you lead and work with teams. What would you say are one or two like major things that are different from being a leader in those types of companies in either one? I think, Ryan, I think you went from product to service, but now Correct, it's yeah. exactly opposite. It's like service to product. So I think going from product to service is much more difficult than what I am doing. Because when I used to be in service, like I used to work with different companies and different teams and different ideas used to come along. And then it's always different strategies. We're trying to build for different companies. So here it's only single agenda, single focus. So we just focus on one product. I think working on one product is for me is much easier than working on different products. So all my time and energy is going into one product. After moving from service to product, I started giving much more time and energy on big time. So that's the reason maybe the quality of the product came really well and people really like the ease of use because we think a lot on the way it can be used from the customer point of view. It, it, yeah, it's, it sounds like you're in some ways doing the product work as a service anyway. So it's maybe, like you said, it's about honing in focus, which I actually want to talk about in a second. And I know you're right, going the opposite way from product to service, the rules are completely different in those. And it took both my partner and I a little while to learn and understand them. Yeah. But it's, and you're right, the, the amount of variation is pretty significant. But this concept, or I guess this idea of a lot of variety versus a single focus, or maybe just a couple of core focuses, do you, A, ever feel like you get bored and miss the variety? Um, <laughs> and B, is it is it sometimes hard to keep that focus, which I know you mentioned was one of your other core tenants as well? 
Yeah. When I was doing services, like yeah, like you said, every day is a challenging job because everything is new. Every time customer wants different things. So we need to again go back and do R&D and do all that. So it was always new, but keeping, uh, keeping us late at night and doing different things. But yeah, I mean, even in peak time, we try to bring new modules, new feature enhancements. So these things, again, allow us to work on different new things with the latest trends. So all these new challenges, sometimes it's a real computer science challenge we are trying to build. So when that kind of challenge comes, it takes us months to figure out, do R&D and then finally launch the module. So I think uh, we have our own cup of tea here. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember working in a product-oriented company where we had four or five different products as well. And sometimes I felt like it had a little bit of that agency feel to it. Um, so I know as the product expands and you have more and more features and modules, then that definitely becomes more the case. Exactly, yeah. How do you think that your implementation of calendar tools and organizational tools and really the way you can bring people together to work together are solving problems that you had in the first place? Did you build a product that was really designed to service in many ways your own needs? So maybe first I need to give clarity on PickTime exactly what it does. PickTime is, like I said, an online appointment scheduling platform that's simplified and streamlined. We need to streamline the process of booking appointments for businesses, not just individual users. We are focused on business users. Basically, we worked on the very detail to make it work for various industries, including health and wellness, beauty, fitness, professionals, and other services. So basically, using peak time, businesses can organize their staff schedules, manage customer data, and offer user-friendly booking experience for their clients. We offer like various features around booking appointments with Business users can accept bookings around the clock 24-7 and we send out automatic reminders and do various stuff around appointments. So PickTime is like a small CRM. Initially, when we were trying to work for PickTime, PickTime has to work for small businesses in various countries. So we have to deal with various time zones. So that was initially a really hard part for our team to figure it out. Figure it out in the sense like even while testing, we need to change to different time zones and people from various time zones schedule bookings and do all sorts of things. And building calendars. We had to build the calendar from scratch and building calendars and connecting those calendars with various other third-party calendars like Google Calendar, Outlook Calendar, using their APIs to connect them with BigTime. And most importantly, I think recently we have launched the Apple Calendar, the iCloud Calendar integration with BigTime. So basically, you when you try to book appointment on BigTime with a business and the business has a meeting on their iCloud Calendar, we automatically remove those slots from the availability and then show what is available to the user. So these sorts of things, so working with them was really challenging. And, and finally, yeah, now we were able to break the silence and launch them to the public. That's amazing. That is so great. I really like the way that you are tackling some of the challenges, bringing an international feel to it as well. Do you feel like that quality is embedded into the kind of nature of the product itself? End of the day, again, it's the quality and the seamless user experience. So we look at the product while building, even in the user experience, we make sure we think like a user, like an end user, and we make it as simple as possible for a layman to understand and use the product. So people just come onto the platform and then just sign up without even we giving out a demo. They sign up and they set up their whole account without even our help. And sometimes we do help, but yeah, I mean, we made sure like it is that easy for a user to sign up and use the product. 
Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you running through your history and really going through what it's like to go from a, a service-oriented environment to a product-oriented environment. It's really great to hear your feedback on that. And pick time is amazing. Great work on building that. Thank you, Ryan. Basumitra discusses the challenges of transitioning from a service-oriented company to a product-focused one and the importance of effective communication and feedback in leadership. He also highlights the significance of maintaining a clear vision and adapting to evolving technology trends. Tech leaders of the future can learn about the value of staying open to feedback, embracing continuous learning, and fostering a culture of innovation to navigate the dynamic tech landscape successfully. Additionally, he stresses the significance of simplicity and quality in product development to enhance user experiences. Hello, and welcome back to the Full Stack Leader Podcast. Again, I'm here with Fasu, and we're talking about leadership, especially in going from service to product, as well as building a product that's got a lot of robust capabilities to it. So great to have you here, Fasu. And I want to run through with you now your top five tips. So let's go ahead and jump into them. What's tip number one? My tip number one would be always take customer centric and communicate effectively for like, for example, always prioritize customer needs and listen to their feedback and make continuous improvements to enhance the experience of your service. Do you find that to do that, you have to have a really good communication channel that covers all the different cohorts? Exactly. Like our pick time is so reachable for businesses to ask for a new product features or maybe helping them to set up their account. So we are open on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a direct chat on our website, even through emails. So wherever the customer wants to reach us out, we made sure we brought it to one CRM and then we try to help customers in real time, 24-7. If they have feedback around their own industry, do you think that, I mean, that being customer-centric when you're a broad tool, somebody from a specific industry might be like, I need more of this. How do you address that? We constantly get feedback. So we rely on customer intelligence analytics. That's what we call it down in the team. So when we get different ideas through customers, like we want this, we want that, we want this. So we made sure we write down all these ideas and then we see whether this fits in the journal perspective, like because peak time is used by different industries. So we don't want to be serving only one particular industry. So we'll try to generalize the idea and then we'll try to implement it in the best user experience way and then implement it and launch it for the customers. But yeah, I mean, not always an idea goes into production, but most of the times we make sure if the idea is requested multiple times and then we see if it's the right fit on a product, we would make it a first priority and launch it as soon as possible. In peak time, we don't delay. Like whenever a customer requests for a feature, the feature would be live in less than two weeks. Awesome. That's great. Okay. How about tip number two? What do you got for us? So like I said, like I was talking before about the customer-centric and communication effectively. Tip number two would be, I think you need to be agile and adaptable. So in this rapidly evolving market, you need to embrace change and be prepared to pivot when necessary to ensure your startup remains relevant. That is very good advice. And it can be tricky to adapt, especially when things are moving so fast, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you need to be as fast as the market is moving because this technology changes super fast. Like you need to be ready for whatever is coming. So maybe sometimes you need to be ready or expect this might be the next big thing in the market and you need to be ready with that module. Maybe when that's hitting the market, when the people are ready for that change, we need to launch the module immediately, something like that. Awesome. Okay, great. How about tip number three? 
my tip number 3 would be you need to foster a collaborative culture within the team like encourage open communication teamwork and exchanging ideas to drive innovation and problem solving within your company yeah do you think that there's a specific set of tools that you use for that or is it just something you've developed over time we have developed it over time like we have our own methodology to take feedback from our team and then create a culture we do various things to keep the culture and the team tight and we are always open for feedback we don't just push away anything whichever is coming from the team we always make sure we listen to them and then if there is a great idea we always take it and then we start working on it that's great do you ever receive feedback that's difficult and you don't know what to do with it Yes we did we did receive some feedbacks which were difficult <laughs> i think the computer science challenge there are some feedbacks which are not possible at the moment with the technology we have yeah we had to keep it aside but yeah we can i think maybe in the future if, if there is the technology advancement if it is there then we can work on those kind of things All right that's great okay how about tip number 4 what do you have like i said like you need to embrace continuous learning like the world of technology as it's constantly evolving you need to stay up to date with the latest trends and advancements that's very crucial i think maybe as a company leader you should be willing to learn and adapt to new information in order to make these informed decisions and drive innovation within your company how do you incentivize continuous learning with your team like do you offer training do you help inspire them to look at new things what's your approach yes we make sure whatever is coming any new technology if it is nice and easy not always it's easy but yeah if it is nice we make sure we learn the technology and thing is in technology everything is similar you just need to accept the way to learn so the moment you know how to learn i think whatever new technology is coming you can easily adapt and implement it in your company awesome okay thanks and finally tip number 5 what do you want to share the most important thing i think you need to stay ahead of your competition like you need to do the customer discovery for example doing customer discovery can help you for identify gaps in the market that your competitors may not be addressing so you need to stay ahead of your competition now you can differentiate your product and attract more customers by doing that it's a simple one but it makes a big difference for sure yeah i think even along those lines too merging that kind of idea where you're doing using continuous learning to maybe stay ahead so that your education actually feeds that Exactly exactly so the, I think now whatever I said before which helps us to stay ahead of the competition All right that's wonderful thanks for joining me today your feedback your insight amazing I'm really excited to see where the tool goes and to see how you continue innovating over the next little bit Thank you thank you Ryan thank you for having me on your show All right it's been a pleasure Vasumitra shares valuable leadership tips that helped him build a product-driven business with robust capabilities. His top five tips include prioritizing customer centricity and effective communication, emphasizing the importance of agility and adaptability in a fast-moving market, promoting collaborative team culture for innovation, advocating for continuous learning to stay abreast of technological advances and stressing the significance of staying ahead of the competition through customer discovery. These tips serve as a practical guide for aspiring tech leaders, highlighting essential qualities and strategies for success in the ever-evolving tech industry. 